Welcome to Casting Nets, a podcast about real life and living faith. I am one of your hosts. I am Pastor Dave Rudat. Pastor Harley and myself have taken a break from doing a weekly podcast during the season of Lent and instead are repurposing an old podcast, old radio program that I had done when I was serving in Pierre, South Dakota. There was a podcast I had done called Voice of the Redeemer. And uh, this podcast was also used as a radio program called Message of Peace in Northern South Dakota. And uh, before you we go any further, you would say Northern South Dakota. Isn't there a shorter way to say that, like something called North Dakota? And I would remind you that South Dakota has been holding up the North since 1889. And for those of you who don't know uh, South Dakota and North Dakota history, and that was the day that both North Dakota and South Dakota became states. They used to be just Dakota t- Territory, and then it became two states, North Dakota and South Dakota, both on the same day and the same year, 1889. And so there is a little bit of a rivalry between North Dakota and South Dakota, which one really is the Dakota. Anyway. Seeing as you're listening to my voice, I think you know my answer to that question. Today, we have another podcast on the Lord's Prayer. Getting serious here, uh, finally. Uh, We're talking about God's name. How do Christians keep God's name holy when they pray, Hallowed be thy name? And the question that we will ask and answer is which one of God's names are actually his names and which ones are his titles. So we'll talk about that. We'll also put in some some music. So these radio programs and podcasts back in South Dakota were actually having music as well to them. And so the music for today is from Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary, uh, one of the pieces that they sing. So the Lord bless our time. If there is something that bothers you, that that you hear me speak from many, many years ago in South Dakota, um, you are welcome to talk to me about it. If there's something that you have a question about, if there's something that wasn't clear, talk to us. You can talk to me in person here at Emanuel Lutheran Church in Shirley. You can email me, castingnetspod at gmail.com. We have a Facebook presence, so uh, look on Facebook, Casting Nets. Find us, send us a message. All of those are great ways for you to communicate and say, what is this about what you said? Because, dear listener, we hold ourselves to God's word and to the Lutheran confessions. And sometimes what comes out of our mouth uh, may be not a form, fully formed thought. We uh, don't presume to have all knowledge on the God's word. That We don't presume to say that we can't be corrected. Maybe we say something that isn't quite as precise as should be said. Maybe we could have said it in a better way. And so we are open to correction in that, um, and we are welcome your input. We welcome your questions. We welcome your comments because this is intended to be 
a conversation. It's never intended just to be us uh, proclaiming something into your ear. We want to have a conversation about Jesus, who is the source of our real life and our living faith. Hallowed be thy name. Whenever we pray the Lord's Prayer and we get to that part, Hallowed be thy name, we should know what we are praying about. We should know what is meant by the name of God. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Who are we referring to? Are we referring to one particular name of God or do we include some of his other names as well? God is so great and glorious that no one name can be used to fully describe him. There isn't a single name that tells us everything that God has done, is doing, or will continue to do. God is so far above our human understanding and comprehension that we have to use several names to describe what God is and what God does. God's name includes every name by which God is known to us. As the name of a person is all we know about that person, so the name of God is everything that we know about God. Every revelation that we have of God is his name. God has revealed information about himself in nature. As we look around and see the beauty of creation, we rightly draw the conclusion that God who created everything is wise, he's powerful, he's good and glorious. He is divine so far above us. However, this revelation about God is incomplete. We don't know what who his name is, and we don't know what God has done for us. God has also revealed information about himself in our conscience. Our conscience is that inner voice within us that praises us when we do good and condemns us when we do wrong. Our conscience tells us that God is righteous, and that he will punish us if we do not please him. But again, this revelation of God is very limited. If the only revelation of God we had came from nature and our conscience, our life would be filled with fear and terror. God has revealed himself in nature and in man's conscience so that we would search him out and learn of him. God has given the most information about himself in his word. Here we learn who God is and what he has done for us and for all people. In the Bible, we learn that the true God is a triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We learn that it is God who created all things in heaven and on earth, and that he still sustains and rules all things. In the Bible, we learn things about God that neither nature nor our conscience could have told us. We learn that while God is holy and righteous, he is also gracious and forgiving. The Bible tells us that God is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. 
Now there's one person in that Bible who has given us the most clear and most complete revelation of who this God is, his Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus, who is true God, who was with God from all eternity, is the only one who could really tell us the inside scoop about God. It is from Jesus that we learn about the nature and the disposition and the will and the plans of God. It is especially from Jesus that we learn of the great love God has for us and for all people. Jesus has not only told us of the love of God, he has also shown us the love of God. Jesus told us of God's love for us in those familiar words in John chapter 3. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus then proceeds to show us God's love by suffering and dying for our sins. Because of what Jesus has done, God has declared that all who believe in Jesus will have the forgiveness of all of their sins and will inherit eternal life in heaven. The name of God is every revelation that God has given to us about himself. Everything that we know about God is his name. Since God is holy, then all these statements about that God are also holy. God's name is certainly holy all by itself. But we pray in the Lord's Prayer that we too may keep it holy. Let's turn our attention now to our keeping it holy. When we pray, hallowed be your name, we are asking that God's name, which is already holy, continue to be kept holy. The ones who keep God's name holy are you and I, the very children of God. When God made us his children through the word of God, he made us bearers of his name. We are therefore to keep his name holy. How is God's name to be kept holy? Luther answers this question by saying, God's name is kept holy when his word is taught in its truth and purity, and we as children of God lead holy lives according to it. Help us to do this, dear Father in heaven. But whoever teaches and lives contrary to God's word dishonors God's name above, among us. Keep us from doing this, dear Father in heaven. That's Luther's quote there. We hallow the name of God when we give glory to and worship the very person who bears that name. For to honor a name is to honor the person that bears that name. We honor the name of God when we learn all we can about God. Our knowledge of God is very limited. It's, it's like a tiny drop in comparison to the ocean. There is so much about God that has been revealed to us in his word, which we do not know or which we have forgotten about if we did know it at one time. We hallow the name of God when we honor and use the word where God has revealed himself completely to us. God has given us his word in the Bible. The Bible is the word of God, for it is God who inspired men to write it. God gave them the very words they were to write, so that what they wrote was not their own ideas or words, but God's. God wants his word to be held in honor. He doesn't want it to be misused or misrepresented. He's very jealous of his word, and rightly so. To all who proclaim his word, God says, Let the one who has my word speak it 
faithfully. We honor God's name when we use his word, proclaim his word to others, when we read and listen his word. We honor the name of our Heavenly Father when we accept his way of salvation. If we think that we can earn heaven by keeping the commandments or by living a good life, we're not honoring the name of our Heavenly Father. We're honoring ourselves and giving ourselves credit for something that we do. Our hope of heaven is dependent solely upon what Christ has already done for us and for all people. We also hallow the name of God when we live our lives according to the word of God. Our faith in Jesus is not something we can put on before we worship him on Sunday morning and then take it off after worship is over. Faith in Jesus is more than accepting a certain body of truths about him. Believing in Jesus involves Jesus dwelling in us and showing forth that Jesus is dwelling in us in all that we do or say. As the redeemed children of God, we are to live our entire life to his honor and glory. The Bible tells us, whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. The very opposite of honoring the name of our Heavenly Father is to dishonor his name. We dishonor the name of our Heavenly Father when we live our lives contrary to his word. When we fall into sin or live in that sin, we are dishonoring our Heavenly Father. We are bringing shame on his good name. For such dishonoring, we plead guilty before God and ask his forgiveness. And he does forgive us. For there in his name he lets us know just how much he loves us and how much he died for the sin of breaking his name. Hallowed be your name. God's name is holy, certainly without us praying the Lord's Prayer, but it is a reminder to us that we are his children and we bear his name as we go out into the world, a name that has saved us from sin, death, and hell. And so when we pray the Lord's Prayer, we are praying that we keep that information, keep our knowledge about God and his word holy, right, correct. Help us to do this, our Heavenly Father. Let's pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary Choir will now sing, Holy God, we praise your name.
which one of the words that we use for God, Lord, God, uh, Heavenly Father, which one of those are actually his name and which ones are his titles? It's a good question. The Bible, uh, when it reveals us names about God, uh, all kinds of, of names are thrown out there. All kinds of words are used to describe or denote when God is speaking or uh, denote when we're starting in prayer, what we're gonna, uh, how we're going to address this God. We call him the Lord. We call him God, Redeemer, Jehovah, Father, uh, Sovereign, Lord. Which one is actually his name and which ones are his titles? We know for a fact that God and Lord isn't his personal name. They're his titles. Lord is a, a word that means master, as someone who is above us. The word God has that meaning of a mighty one. Which one of those words describe the actual name for God? The answer is given to us in Exodus chapter 3. Moses is uh, called by God to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. And Moses it says, if I go and say that God is has commanded you guys to leave Egypt and I'm going to be your leader. And they say, what's his name? What am I supposed to tell him? So we'll turn to Exodus chapter 3, there in verse uh, 13. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. I am. That is the personal name for God. I am. And in the Hebrew, that is pronounced Yahweh. Yahweh is the name of God as revealed to Moses in the burning bush. When you see in your English Bible, when you see Lord in all caps, that's the personal name for God. That's the Yahweh name for God. So when you pray tonight, or when you pray tomorrow, when you pray today, what name are you going to use for God? Are you going to use a title for God? Um, that would certainly make it a valid prayer. Would you use his personal name for God? I am. Would you use uh, another title that he has given, Heavenly Father? Whatever name you use for God, take comfort in the fact that your God hears you no matter where you are. Whether you are in the middle of a city or out in the middle of the country, God still hears our prayers. Thank you for joining us today on Casting Nets. Uh, next time, we are going to be talking about God's kingdoms. Did you know that God has three kingdoms? His kingdom of power, kingdom of grace, kingdom of glory. Find out how these three kingdoms interact with the kingdoms of this earth. That will be next week on Casting Nets. Our question that we will ask is, how does God's kingdom interact with the governments of this world? Until then, dear friends, keep praying. Keep praying to the God of the Bible, the God who created you, God who saved you, the God who keeps you in the true faith through his means, through his word and sacrament, and the God who promises to hear your prayers. Let us also keep his name holy 
in how we pray, and how we live our lives. We do so because of Jesus, who is the source of our real life and our living faith. Mm-hmm.